0: D'Angelo Russell, I'm going to stand in this podcast until John Krasinski says something particularly insightful.
1: Very well done. You may be standing for a while, Jim. Hard. I am I wearing very,
0: <laughs> I'm wearing very comfortable shoes. It should not be a problem. Uh, we're, get, we're getting into D'Angelo Russell. It's kind of a fun, funny topic. But let's start with some news here. We're recording the John Krasinski show on Wednesday morning, about you know 30 hours or so before the NBA trade deadline. This show is not going to be all about the trade deadline. There's so much good basketball to talk about, but we will start with the trade deadline. Uh, I find it fascinating that every time I see a trade rumor involving the Minnesota Timberwolves, I go, eh, they don't need to do that. It, mm-hmm. It's such an odd situation to watch the Timberwolves play, to watch them be a 10 or 11 deep rotation and say, eh, they don't need to trade for anybody. And you know what? They might trade for somebody, but it, it's... It's so unusual for them to not feel like they need to do something.
1: Right. And and usually at this point in the season, Jim, they're not just looking at needing to do something. They're looking at maybe dumping things just to kind of go into tank mode and, right. and, and chase a draft pick. And they're not doing that this year. Um, so uh, the way that the whole team has collectively gelled uh, really over the last month or so definitely gives Sachin Gupta – and the powers that be uh, at, with the Timberwolves something to think about here because you know, they have not had this type of chemistry and cohesion maybe ever in the time that I've covered them, which is since 2005. So you, you look at kind of the moves that, that could be made and you got to be a little careful about upsetting kind of the equilibrium that they have reached uh, with this, with with this squad. And so um they're they're going to have to be kind of delicate in how they go about that. And I do think though uh when the trade deadline expires on Thursday afternoon, um the the vast the vast likelihood is that if the Wolves do make a deal and that there is a real there's a good chance that they will make a deal, that it will be just kind of more of a Bench role, rotation player, but not starter type of a thing. We went into this season believing, hey, maybe Ben Simmons is an option. You know, we talked a lot earlier this season on the podcast about Miles Turner. It doesn't look like he's going anywhere now that Indiana moves a bonus um, and he's also injured. And so I, I think the Wolves have sort of migrated from chasing another star to, hey, this team is pretty good right now. Let's kind of keep everything mostly intact, and if we can make one or two small moves just to kind of increase uh, our you know, likelihood of, of getting that six seed by, by a little bit, they'll do it. But I don't think we're going to see a sea change type of you know major, major move that gets you know the huge headlines going into uh, Thursday afternoon.
0: He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. This is The John Krasinski Show. I'm Jim Suhan from The Star Tribune. Our producer is Brandon Morton. This is TalkNorth.com. Go to TalkNorth.com to see all of our shows, our outdoor content, our great sports lineup, our variety shows. We've added Mike Grimm's Go Gopher podcast. We've added On the Bench, Canadian podcast. duo who, who talk a lot about hockey. They're big celebrities in Canada. We're very lucky to have them on this network at this time. Uh, recommend following us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see all of our shows as they are released and see live show updates. Uh, also, uh, but the best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. I'll tell you about our sponsors here in a little bit. So let's, let's talk about the D'Angelo Russell thing. It's, it's, you know, we didn't haven't really gotten to it yet. I don't think it's a big deal, but it, it is interesting, you know, basically D'Angelo Russell saying, Hey, we need more out of our fans and the Timberwolves fan base saying, Hey, we need more out of th- this franchise.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it. And, and, you know, it was an interesting thing and you kind of like, if you're around this organization long enough, you do see the kind of, Uh, how do I say it's the evolution of, of someone kind of getting here and getting acclimated and then kind of looking around. So basically what D'Angelo Russell said is like, he wants the quiet ass fans to be on their feet and be a little more boisterous. Now there's two things to to think about here. One is he's absolutely right. Target center has been pretty quiet for most of this season. There've been some big moments, the Miami game, a Boston game where they were shorthanded and won like that, you know, a couple of times when Anthony Edwards gets rolling, it gets loud in there, but in general, it has a been a pretty docile crowd for the most part. And so D'Angelo Russell kind of looks at you know, the, the success that they're having, the way, the way that this team plays an entertaining style. And he says, come on guys, like we, we need you at our backs. Like we need you to help us here. And so he's right for, for asking for that and for wanting more. Um, What I think most new fairly newcomers and he still qualifies as a newcomer because last year was played in an empty arena. So it doesn't really count um, is like they, they, they underestimate the damage done to the fan base for having futility for as long as they have. I mean, 17 years, of futility is not like ah oh, they've just had a couple of down years and the the bandwagon emptied you know prematurely that's not it like these fans have been taught to not pay attention to the wolves to not have to it's just not been on their radar because you have a whole generation of fans who have grown up with literally one decent wolf season to kind of capture their interest. And so I do think that players, that some executives that come through here, that some coaches that come through here and look around and say, Hey, what, why aren't there more people here? It's not my fault that, um, that these other teams are struggling. I'm going to make things different. Uh, They just really do underestimate how long it has been and how bad the team has been. This hasn't been a team that has been winning high thirties in games or low forties in games and just missing the playoffs because they're in the West. Like, they're losing sixty games five times in that stretch. They've lost at least fifty games another five times in that stretch. So they've been just god awful. And so I do think that this is all part of the process of trying to get this turned around. They have they have heard the the, the marketing pitches before. They have heard that this is different before, and it always doesn't work out. I think that this team is different, but they got to show more than just being three games over five hundred at this point in the season to really wake this city up and get the get them uh on their side
0: i think on top of everything you just mentioned not only has this been a terrible franchise but when they've been good it hasn't sustained itself yes Uh, yes spreewell and cassell come in have one great year and then blow up the franchise and get flipped fired the next year uh butler and tibbs come in and have one good season that had no chance of being sustained into a second season so i mean people feel burned for all the right reasons
1: yeah, it, it's a great point, Jim. Because it's that's almost even worse than had okay than it had it been twenty years in a row of no playoffs. Is that hey when you do get the one or two times where you really want to buy in and you want to invest and you want to say I'm going to open my heart to this team and I'm going to really uh really dive in all the way and then it blows up so spectacularly and so embarrassingly let's face it like the spree well i gotta feed my family line is you know uh, lives in quote lore not just in minnesota but across the nba and across professional sports for how ridiculous that was all the jimmy butler stuff the practice like all those things that put the, the timberwolves at the center of dysfunction and embarrassment to a remarkable degree. They were a running joke um, during those times. And so that's a very hard uh, product to love. And so, yes. So I think like it, it is very much a Lucy and Charlie Brown kicking the football kind of a thing, right? Where she just like lines it up and says, no, I'm going to let you hit it this time and swing and a miss. And then you, then let's go on top of everything else then you have the vaccine mandates, then you have um, just COVID in general that some people just don't want to be in large crowds right now and are a little nervous about that. And all of that conspires together just to uh, really kind of, I think, have people walking on eggshells a little bit as they come into that building and they don't want to get hurt again. They're a little nervous about the COVID situation, or they're a little frustrated by having to wear a mask and and show their vaccine card, or whatever it is, and it just makes for kind of a, a tense environment. And um, what the 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 thing that'll come closest to to kind of getting them to drop some of those either frustrations or insecurities or whatever it is is just to keep on winning and to really get to a point. Where it's kind of undeniable that this team is different, that this team is fun, that this team is can has a chance to make a little noise when it gets in the playoffs, then people will come out. But it just, I say it all the time, it's not flicking a light switch on, it's turning a cruise ship around. It's going to take time with just the way that this this thing has been, that the, the dysfunction has been embedded into the Timberwolves brand. It's going to take some time to scrub that clean.
0: If you're telling me that I can't blame everything on A. Rod, I'm going to be very discouraged.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that, Jim. But yeah, this uh, this unfortunately predates uh, A. Rod and Mark Laurie by quite a bit. And 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 you know, I, I do say like to that point though, like some people have responded of like, hey, look, you know, the vaccine mandate—that's the thing that's keeping me away, and 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 that's the big problem holding it back. Well, yeah, I do think like that is contributing you know, maybe some Twins fans are a little, you know, wary of Arod and his Yankee stardom, but I, but this has been a problem that's gone on for years. Yep. Like they have always had low, t- low attendance, except for the Jimmy Butler year. Like it's always been kind of low here because Minnesota fans are discerning people. Like they're not going to waste their time and not going to spend their money on a product that insults them to their face. And that's what had been happening uh, for, for so many years. And maybe this is the team that like kind of starts to turn that around, but they've got to sustain something. They've got to show that this is for the long haul and, um, and and it's going to take some time, but yeah, we'll give a rod. Maybe a rod makes a big mistake down the down the stretch or, or into next season or or later, but he hasn't done that yet. All he's done is come and sit at games and, and watch and, and throws t-shirts into the stands. So uh, unfortunately, that that big mistake has not come for the fans to use as a scapegoat here.
0: All right, let's get to the good stuff. This team is playing well. It has a remarkably deep roster at this point. We're going to talk about actual basketball now. We First, we do want to thank Head Flyer Brewing.
1: That's right, Jim. So Head Brewing, it's located right off of 35W and Hennepin Avenue in northeast Minneapolis. My wife and I have been going there for years. We love to uh, to stop into the tap room. It's, it's a cool place to hang out. Got a big TV to watch a game. You can bring your dog with you. um, And great merch and great, just great beer selection. First and foremost, we go there because the beer is so good. Um, And the the exciting thing this week, guys, is that HeadFlyer has recently launched their Insider Rewards program. HeadFlyer insiders get free stuff just for drinking beer. You can get free pints. You can get free crowlers to take home with you. You can get free merch. You can save your points and spend them however you like. You can earn points today on a wicked jump shot pint and take it home in a crowler. You can also find uh, a lot of the beers that Headflyer Flyer brews in local uh, liquor stores as well. If you can't get out to the tap room to to pick it up and take some home, or just to have one with uh, friends and family right at the right at the tap room. So. Stop by Head Flyer Brewing, tell them the John Krasinski Show sent you. Sign up for their Insider Rewards Program and start earning points just by drinking beer and get free stuff down the road.
0: Thanks, TSR. Andrea our friend Steve Terry, hopefully you'll be joining us soon at our next live show at Tuttle's. We're working to schedule that. Uh, good thing is it looks like COVID is uh, regressing a little bit. It should be a lot more fun. It, the show's have been great, but uh, we, we do plan on having another live show at Tuttle's in uh, march we'll get steve terry out to that show because he's a blast but uh, check out tsr injury law if you ever need an injury lawyer 612 tsr time we hear questions like these all the time can tsr injury law help me if i'm hurt at work yeah how about if i was hit by a truck yes it's simple if you've been injured it's tsr time call us today for a free consultation at 612 TSR time. Also want to let you know that utility costs are rising every year and it's unnecessarily costing you money, but it doesn't have to be that way with a new system from All Energy Solar. Even if you have to take out a loan to finance your installation, you'll still save money in the long run. The loan payment will be likely be less than what you would pay for electricity every month and it's a locked-in price that won't change. So start saving and make the switch to All Energy Solar. Book your appointment today at allenergysolar.com. So the bench is playing remarkably well and I think what I've been as impressed with as anything when it comes to Chris Finch is that they will have a player, whether it's Prince or McLaughlin or Noel, Noel who look like they're completely lost, look like they're a slump. And then all of a sudden he brings them back and they play extremely well. I mean, you have to credit the players, but man, when it's player after player after player, you got to credit the coach.
1: Yeah. It's been a great kind of uh story in terms of keeping players ready and, you're right. It starts with the player not moping, not kind of you know falling, and turtling into a shell, and like re- really regressing. But what the Timber the Timberwolves have kind of this thing that they do. Um, it, it's basically called the 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 Stay Ready game, and any players who are not in the rotation. Um, generally on game days after a shoot around or right before, or or a few hours before the game uh, will play in a pickup game uh, with, with other assistant coaches um, and, and really kind of get a a good sweat up and just work on running their offense and, and, and trying to stay sharp. And so that does help them. Number one, number two, I think Chris Finch and his staff are great communicators with the players. They set expectations. They let them know what they need to do to get more playing time. And then finally, Jim, when these guys do get their opportunities, whether it's because of COVID, whether it's because of injury, whether it's because another team, another player is struggling. If those players perform well, they earn more time. There's not a set dogmatic sort of rotation. Now, obviously Anthony Edwards, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, those guys like they get a longer leash in terms of if, if they're going through struggles, but Um, With that bench rotation, uh, you know, Jordan McLaughlin is continuing to play minutes after he came, after he started to get regular ones because he has earned them. He's been incredible um, these last four or five games in terms of orchestrating the offense. And so he's getting more time right now than Jalen Noel, just because he's earned it. Um, Malik Beasley to Chris Finch's credit. He stuck with Malik Beasley through a lot of the shooting issues that he had earlier in the season. Now all of a sudden he's on fire. He's hit 25 threes in the last six games. He was seven for eight from deep. Against the Sacramento Kings on Tuesday night. Uh, he has really kind of. Been the guy who has. Uh, provided the offense. While the, the starters have low key. Been a little bit sluggish the last few games. And and so. Um, I just do think that. These. Uh, these Wolves are, are really doing a nice job. Of keeping guys in the game when they are out of the game, if that makes sense. And it all kind of does go back to also the chemistry that they all have. They're all rooting for each other. They all want each other to succeed. And I think that's just kind of breeding a productivity that is really coming in handy for them right now during this five-game winning streak.
0: And McLaughlin has been incredibly efficient of late.
1: Amazing, thirty-four assists, one turnover, oh. um, in his last six games or so, seven games now. Um, it is he is he's been incredible, and earlier on this season, Jim, like he was not playing well. He just no. like he could not get going. His shot was not was not falling. He just was not having the same effect, uh, from a running the offense type of perspective that he is uh that he is now. But now he is. I mean, he's orchestrating beautifully like his his plus minus, And you always you, you kind of take individual plus minus with a grain of salt per game. But look at the last four games, plus 18 in 26 minutes, plus 19 in 16 minutes, plus 14 in 15 and a half minutes, plus 18 in in 19 minutes. I mean, that's remarkable production. And what it does show, too, is that now Chris Finch can deploy this this bench when the starters are not are coming out a little flat. They have been flat against Detroit and Sacramento, and the, he brings in McLaughlin, he brings in Beasley, he brings in Torian Prince, who's been unbelievable as well, and they just kind of get the game going. They speed up the pace. McLaughlin really speeds up the pace the way that Chris Finch wants him to, and uh, it, it really does kind of turn the tables. Last four games in a row, the bench has really come in and sparked this team. To, to comfortable wins with just the way that they're playing, and McLaughlin's is such a huge part of that. Let's get
0: to Anthony Edwards and some other Wolves issues. We do want to thank Memorial Blood Centers doing
1: such important work. ...type of person to give an hour out of their day to donate a pint of blood. But in the spirit of giving, it also saves lives. In this era, when our supply chains are backed up, don't let blood be one of the things that we're running out of. Give blood and help out the folks in your community. Plus, all donors with Memorial Blood Centers have a chance to win streaming entertainment gifts. Visit mbc.org to schedule or call 1-888-448.
0: And now, the highlight of the show every week, John Krasinski telling you about
1: Manscaped, manscaped manscaped.com. Roses are red, violets are blue, don't let a wild pube wreck you. (laughs) Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer, Go to Manscaped and use the code ATHLETIC for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this this trimmer's advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can sit, shave anywhere your heart desires. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? I'd like to propose making February 13th a national holiday as National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? I think this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. And don't forget to smell good, not only around your balls, but all over. Make make Made with their signature scent, the Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection With smell perfection, get 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the exclusive code athletic at manscaped.com. The real question, John, is who is not with you? Who is not with me? I mean, how can you not get behind that pitch right there? That's pretty compelling.
0: I I record it and I listen to it every morning. It's (laughs) just the way I get my day started. Uh, Anthony Edwards has not been phenomenal lately. He looks to me from afar like he's a little tired, leg weary or a little banged up. What do you think?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things, Jim. I think, like, one thing is he has said that, you know, his knees are aching a little bit lately. Yeah. Um, and I think it's – I don't think it's anything to be overly concerned about, but I do just think that he's in the dog days and, um, and he just – he can't find that extra gear when he has a little bit of soreness uh, with it. Like, you see, um, you know, a couple of – you know, he had a the game against Denver – He had five points on two for eight shooting against the Sacramento Kings on Tuesday night, five points on two for 12 shooting. And one thing that Chris Finch I thought was very, very interesting after the game, he said that Anthony Edwards uh, has to be a participant in his own recovery. And Mm. and so I think Finch is looking for maybe a little more um, focus uh, maybe a little more uh, kind of just investment on his part. I mean, you know, we all kind of laughed when Edwards was ordering McDonald's, you know, after the game the other night and at, right before his pregame or his postgame interview. But one thing that young guys do have to learn in this league is how to take care of their bodies. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're just eating junk food and, and, and things like that, it's going to be harder for your body to recover and to get into the right, shape so that you can endure these tougher stretches you're they're right this is the toughest part of the season on a player's body because they're not quite to the all-star break where they get a little time off they've played a ton of games and they're just really tired and so Edwards kind of has to lock in a little bit more and and get a little bit you know get a little bit more involved in addressing you know, what's not working for him right now. He's just sluggish out there. He's not as explosive. He's not as dynamic. And I think Finch is kind of prodding him to be like, all right, young fella, let's go, man. We need you get going here.
0: I still remember reading a lot of stories about Michael Jordan as a young player Mm -hmm. and his transition from being just really a spectacular dunker to being, you know, maybe the greatest player of all time. And what he always talked about was spending every minute of every day preparing for the next game. And that was everything from getting manicures and pedicures, so his hands and his feet felt well. To making sure he got enough sleep, to napping, to eating—you know—only what benefited him nutritionally. Uh, You know, being a star in the NBA is tiring. (laughs) There are a lot of demands on you, and you, yeah, eating McDonald's is. uh, And you know, if McDonald's wants to sponsor this program, then I will, of course, tout them. You know, check McNuggets as the uh, elixir for great, (laughs) great athletes, but. Seriously, I mean, what you eat
1: makes a huge impact on how you perform. It does. And, and, I, and that's something, you know, in fairness to Anthony Edwards, he's 20 years old yep. and he's got to figure that part of it out. Every young player does. They all come into the league kind of feeling like they're bulletproof. And they're, the spring in their step is always there. They have that youthful energy. You, you know, you have the metabolism where you can just eat whatever you want and and not have to and you're used to not having to worry about it. But as you get to this level where you are complete competing against the very, very best, like everyone is looking for that slight edge. It's not gonna be the thing that, you know, changes you 50% and, and improves you that way as a player. It's gonna be the thing that changes you two percent. And then you find another thing that can change you two percent and you add those all up. And that's how you get to compete. Um, But it's, it's diet. It's getting all the treatment that your body needs after games and before games to make sure that your joints and your, and your muscles are ready to go. And that's just not something that young players are used to having to do. And so this, I think really do think that this is just um, part of that learning process for Anthony Edwards. And he does want to be great. So he will figure this out. And, and it will get to a point where, Hey, how great do you want to be? Here's what you have to do to, to, to get there and he'll do it. But it's just, he is in that stage right now where he's got to learn that. Yeah. Maybe the McNuggets, maybe the McChicken right after the game is not the best way to go. And maybe he needs to go with some pasta and vegetables, you know, um, you know, whatever it is and, and, and fuel his body a little bit more. But, um, You know, that's that's a young player's plight in this league. And, you know, all of them, you talk to Chris Paul, like who has gone essentially vegan later in his career. Kevin Love, look at the remarkable transformation of his body from his rookie season to the GQ model that he's been the last five or six years. Like that's these are what players just eventually figure out that, okay, if I really want to be great, this is what it's going to take. And, And Anthony Edwards, I think, is just on that path right now.
0: Yep. Well said. Uh, Let's get some NBA news. Uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden. Do you think there's a chance of that happening?
1: I do think there's a chance, Jim. Um, You know, both sides kind of, I think, are dug in right now. Um, Steve Nash even said just a day or two ago that he anticipates that after the trade deadline, it's going to be the same team. Of course, you're going to say that publicly while you're trying to negotiate. But the Nets are really struggling right now. And also, I think that the Sixers are close enough to the top of the East where, gosh, imagine if you could slide a, a you know perennial all-star into the spot where your guy Ben Simmons has not been at all. You've gotten absolutely nothing from him. That's got, that's got to be alluring. And so right now, they're sort of dancing the dance um, and, and the public proclamations and the posturing and all those things. But I do think that going into tomorrow, we're recording this on Wednesday, so going into Thursday, I think there's a chance that a deal could get done, that both sides just say, look, if we're going to eventually do this next summer with a sign-in trade or something like this, why not let's just do this right now and really position ourselves to benefit more in the long term from it? Um, These deals are very, very difficult to pull off, so it wouldn't shock me if it doesn't happen. And Daryl Morey is kind of a stubborn deal maker to work with. So um, sometimes these things can fall apart. But I just think that there's so many good reasons for both teams to do it right now that I think that eventually wins out and something, something really does happen here.
0: How big a mess are the Los Angeles Lakers right now? Ooh
1: boy. You know, it's 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 a huge mess, obviously. Um Russell Westbrook is getting benched down the stretch and he's also saying that he does not deserve to get benched that he thinks that his career uh is, it, it, the accomplishments over his career justify him getting crunch time minutes so that's not a good sign um you know lebron is not the superman uh just unbelievable night in and night out 40 minutes a night guy anymore he's he's having a little wear and tear that we're seeing and Anthony Davis has just been Anthony Davis. Like he's not been, he's not been uh, anything remarkable. He's playing well now, but he's having one of his worst seasons. So you put that all together and it's a huge mess. The Bucks just toyed with them the other night. Uh, that is, you know, it's very good for the Wolves right now because, you know, they are on a five game winning streak, but they haven't gained any ground on Dallas and Denver for the five and the six seed. But they are putting some distance between themselves and the Lakers between seven and nine um, to try and get a little bit of a cushion that way. So that's been very helpful. But, yeah, the Lakers are a real mess. And I don't know how that one gets fixed, Jim, because it's going to be really, really hard to trade Westbrook. And that's probably what they need to do. Uh, but who's going to be you know, taking on the, the, the last two years and 90 some million dollars of that deal?
0: What did you think of the other deals made? Again, we're talking here on Wednesday morning, so there will probably be some deals made between now and the time you actually hear this podcast. But there were some deals, Sacramento, Indiana, the Pelicans, the Blazers. What did you think of those moves?
1: Yeah, so um, the I was quite surprised by the Sacramento, Indiana deal in terms of the Kings giving up Tyrese Halliburton in a package to get DeMontis Sabonis. I like Sabonis. I think he's a really good player. Um, But I thought that Halliburton was kind of one of those high character, high quality guys that a reeling franchise like Sacramento really needs. And so I could have seen them trading De'Aaron Fox. Um, I could have seen them trading, you know, many other guys on their roster. But I just think that parting with Halliburton is a big mistake. Um, and you know that's a tentpole player that they just let walk out the door. And Sabonis is really good, but i I would have not, I would have held on to that. So um, I think once again, shockingly, the Kings made a bad decision. That's what they do um, with the uh, the Pelicans and the Blazers deal. It's interesting because the Pelicans clearly needed a boost in the offensive playmaking and, and shooting off the dribble. C.J. McCollum really does bring that to their table. It's obvious as well that the Blazers are going into sort of a rebuild mode, at least for the rest of this year, in terms of asset acquirement, maybe like like letting Damian Lillard, you know, kind of slow play his return from his abdominal issues that he's had. And they go in, maybe go into the draft and try and reconfigure that way. Um, But I think that McCollum will help the Pelicans. I don't know that He's a super difference maker for them, though. I mean, they need to get Zion Williamson back. Uh, They need to play better defense. They gave up one of their best defenders and Josh Hart to get that deal done. So um, I'm lukewarm. I guess I'm a little bit better than lukewarm on it for the Pelicans. I think McCollum will be good for that locker room and good for for that team. But I don't think it's a, oh, my gosh, like the Pelicans are going to make a big run in the second half because they made that deal. Um, Finally, Karis LeVert to the Cavaliers. I like it just gives them another score, gives them a bucket getter. Um, and I, I would prefer if the Cavaliers brought him off the bench as t- kind of an instant offense type of a guy. But for a team that is really, really playing well and just needed to add another weapon for late games, for for late in the shot clock kind of creation, I think Levert could fit that role pretty well.
0: Let's get a final thought on John on the Timberwolves. Uh, here, I want to thank again Brandon Morton, our producer. Thanks to Head Flyer Brewing, TSR Injury Law. All Energy Solar, Manscaped, and Memorial Blood Centers. Also, we'll be getting you the uh, live date for our next show at Tuttles. Tuttles Eat Bowl Play in Hopkins. Check them out. Cool place. Basically, a a great sports bar attached to a great bowling alley. Uh, Live music. Cool place to hang out. Check them out anytime you like. Tell them that John Krasinski sent you. All right, John, give us a final thought on the Timberwolves.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, everyone is getting really excited about how things are coming together and they should be like, this is a fun team. They are winning games. They are taking care of business now that they have reached the softs part of their schedule, which is very encouraging to beat Utah. That was shorthanded to beat Denver the way that they did. That was a really quality win. And now they're just beating up on the Pistons and Kings. And that's what they absolutely have to do to keep climbing this ladder. That said, uh, I am very much looking forward to, and I will be in Chicago for the Bulls game on Friday. And I think that's a real test for this team. Um, you know, after kind of they've they had a soft spot in their schedule, they've been able to pile up some wins. They should be able to win another game on you know on, on Wednesday night against the Kings and get to six in a row going into that game. And then let's really see how much this momentum and this confidence is going to carry over against a very good Chicago Bulls team. Well, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to catching up with Zach Levine, who is you know, going to the All-Star game. Um, and, you know, he and Towns will be there together with Wiggins. So that's going to be fun uh, to talk to Zach about that. Um, but overall uh, that that Friday night is going to be kind of a bellwether game for them. And like, and just see how, how far they have come by kind of building the confidence in the bench by getting this momentum going. And, um, if they can win that game, you know, then, you know, maybe I don't think D'Angelo Russell will have anybody problem, uh, with the, the fans kind of getting hyped and getting ready for next week, which there's four games next week uh bridging the uh bridging that in the all-star all-star weekend uh for home games to kind of get some momentum rolling down the stretch
0: should be fun thank you for listening to the john krasinski show you can also hear john on the viking update show uh as well and it's one of our two viking shows we also have jeff diamond former vikings general manager on as well thanks to everyone who's listening to talknorth.com. we'll be back next week to tell you more about the timberwolves